Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. What's going on, Bears fans? Nicholas Moriano here. If you are just checking in live on YouTube, you'll notice that it's just me. And for anybody that is tuning in live, thank you very much because this was unexpected, unplanned. But hey, we're doing it anyway. The reason why Will isn't here right with me right now is because he's catching up in his coaching duty. Um, he just got word, if you guys were listening to some of the previous podcasts, there was some unfortunate news that Will's season was going to be a little bit delayed, obviously, with COVID-19, but he got word that he's going to have a game in just about a week, so he's got the night off tonight, and you got me here, Nicholas Moriano, kind of recapping you on what has happened this week in Bears training camp. We've had two padded practices since the last time we went live, so I'm here to catch you up with that. We'll see if we can get people incorporating the chat here, maybe answer some questions, but we're winging it. That's what we do. We're going to have fun. Recap what has happened. Should be a fun time. I haven't done, man, I haven't done a solo podcast in in some time now. So this should be a fun time. Always glad to talk some Bears football. But let's just get down right down to it. So we're going to start off what happened on Tuesday. Bears padded practice, their second day in pads. And, you know, I was at the gym when I heard the news that Artie Burns, unfortunately, had torn his ACL and. This is something that you obviously don't want to hear this early on in training camp, second day in pads, and it's kind of expected, right? With this ramped up training camp that's also in a condensed version of it, you're going to get some injuries, and the Bears got their first. I, I would say it's it's a big one. It's, it's significant because he was a guy just day one in pads, was training or was repping with the ones, right, for that starting cornerback spot, but... If we really look at this, it was probably going to be Jalen Johnson and Kevin Tolliver being the two main guys that were fighting for that position. But Artie Burns got got the first team reps, and he is officially out of this cornerback competition. And the Bears this offseason had four guys that were really going to compete, compete with the air quotes there, for this one position. You lose Trey Roberson earlier in the offseason, highly touted player from the Calgary Stampeders, Canadian Football League, breaks his foot, so then you're down one guy, obviously Artie Burns on Tuesday, so it's a two-man race for that one position, and it's going to be interesting because from what we've been hearing thus far in training camp, Jalen Johnson's still pretty, he's limited. He hasn't been a full go, and we'll talk about 
his press conference, which happened today, and we'll get to there when we're talking recapping day three of pads. But yeah, that's obviously not news that you want to hear. It did happen, and hopefully the Bears can you know avoid this injury bug because they definitely sustained it last year, and that obviously took a toll on the team. Let's cross our fingers, though. Knock on wood. There ain't any. There isn't any more big injuries that happened to this Bears team. But yeah, that was the news. And also, if you haven't heard, I mean, it's been everywhere from all the Bears beat reporters that were at camp. The tight ends were killing it on Tuesday's practice. You saw an, or you heard about an anim- animated, just vibrant, passionate Jimmy Graham. And I know initially when I saw the signing, it's like, oh, Jimmy Graham. We, we overpaid a tight end that's probably out of his prime. And look, it was one practice on that Tuesday practice. But that's exactly what you want to hear from a guy that is up there in age. He's on another team here to prove it. He also spoke today with the media, but was out there catching multiple touchdowns from both quarterbacks. And then also, according to Adam Johns from The Athletic, it wasn't just Jimmy Graham on Tuesday's practice that was having a fantastic day. It was also Cole Komet, Demetrius Harris, Eric Sauber, Jesper Horstead. So the tight end room, a such a liability last season, right? You guys just terrible in all facets of the season, however you want to look. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, Getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Get it. Had a good day against arguably a top five defense. Again, one practice. Maybe we're overhyping this a little bit too much, but you want to hear these things as opposed to the opposite. So it's great to hear that Jimmy Graham, a guy that I know I was really skeptical of right uh just initially if he even had any juice left Tuesday's practice and even today's practice he definitely did and I'm sure most of you have heard about the little scuffle that happened between Jimmy Graham and Deion Bush this actually happened in team drills and this is after Jimmy Graham all day is dominating Bears practice Deion Bush kind of tackles him a little bit it's a from what the Bears reporters who were there are saying, it's a good form tackle. It's definitely something that you want to see on a tight end had this been a real game. But in training camp, you definitely don't want to bring people down. That's how you're asking for injuries to happen. So it's it's nice that we're, we're seeing that passion, right? We're seeing that passion between these guys. It's nothing like the Kyle Long incident where he's swinging a helmet, right? And that, that got pretty nasty. So um, it is, it's something that you want to see. I think from Jimmy Graham, I just didn't even know that about him, that he was this passionate guy who likes to talk. You see him throwing footballs, you know, 40 yards down the field from what reporters are reporting from Bears training camp. And you, we didn't have that from the tight end position. If anything, it was probably a very quiet, reluctant group. They didn't probably say much because they weren't a very good unit last year. It's the exact opposite. And that's exactly what you want for a young tight end in Cole Komet who looks up to a Jimmy Graham as just a role model, seeing that they like to have fun. And I don't want to spoil what's what was being said today in their interviews, but it's a breath of fresh air. It's something that you want to see, and it's good that it's happening. And, of course, 
we have to talk. I think the biggest, the the third takeaway that I have in my bulleted notes here for day two of padded practice is, of course, a quarterback battle. And how this is going is that each quarterback is going to have a day where they're the selected guy to get the first opportunity. Mitch started off with the starters in drills on Monday. Tuesday was Nick Foles' day. But the, what the guys will do, they'll go and rep the same exact play, the same snap, and the coaches will evaluate who, again, who ran the play better. Um, how are they going through their reads? What are they looking at? And this is all to try to get the best evaluation for these quarterbacks in this quarterback competition that has to get solved in less than three weeks, right before week one against Detroit. But Johns mentioned, Adam Johns from The Athletic mentioned that Mitch, and quote, looks sharper in the second practice, day two of practice on Tuesday. And there were some cringe, cringeworthy throws from Foles on that day two of practice. And if you follow Adam Hogue, uh, NBC Sports Chicago, he has that meter. I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. Who's winning the day? Day one was Foles. Day two, he had Mitch. And we'll talk about what happened in day three. But I think the cringeworthy throws, we'll, we'll talk about this because we're going to try to you know, just dissect everything that's happening here, go a little bit in depth. That was something that I that I was anticipating, honestly, from Nick Foles. Because last time we saw him, Bears fans, really, 2018 in that playoff game, there were some cringeworthy throws, right? Where you think that if Eddie Jackson's in the game with how much airs on this football, he's getting that interception, right? That is what, what Adam Johns, Adam Hogue were kind of saying was happening in this day two of padded practice where there were some throws that easily could have been intercepted because they were just up there forever so it's interesting that that's still happening but again this is only day two of padded practice and from what reporters are basically saying Mitch won that day Nick Foles won the first day and like I said we'll get to the third day and see where they're at but if you guys also haven't seen the Bears I think now they deleted their highlight video of what happened in that day two practice. I remember just watching it initially. It's a highlight video. You got to take that into account. But there were some dimes being thrown by Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles to different guys, uh, tight ends, wide receivers, just beating their DBs. I think Deion Bush was unfortunately one of the guys that was beat pretty often in uh, in that highlight video. But it is a highlight video make you know made to make the offense look good this job but it is a highlight video and that's that's the whole purpose of them and actually i do have one more takeaway just from what was being reported again unfortunately chicago audible could not get credentials the bears are very stingy with things like that but it is COVID, you know we're all dealing with the pandemic so it makes sense why they're going to be a little reluctant handing out credentials to non-traditional media but maybe next year we'll see uh, the the O-line is what I wanted to get to next. It seems like that what Adam Johns and the guys like that are reporting, Jermaine Effetti has the advantage right now in the right guard competition with Rashad Coward. And I think, you know, that was to be expected. I know Will, Will and I have talked about this a lot, just, you know, multiple podcasts in the past. Who has the edge? Is this really a competition? Jermaine Effetti, who has starting experience in the NFL at right guard, right tackle, or Rashad Coward, a converted defensive lineman that was kind of thrust into that position after Kyle Long was, you know, having some bad games. Just couldn't perform to the best of his ability. So, Jermaine Effetti has a leg up to be expected. But what was also interesting, and 
you guys, if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic, definitely go do that, especially right now because you're getting so much content from Adam Johns, Kevin Fishbane, and obviously the Hogan Johns podcast is sponsored by The Athletic. You should definitely go do that too. But in Adam Johns' article recapping day two of padded practice, there was a note of Cody Whitehair just being thrust more into a leadership role. And according to Johns' article, the O-line has taken the field first and done different drills, and that's run by Cody Whitehair. And that's exactly how Juan Castillo, the Bears' offensive line coach, wants things to be run. So um, it's, a I think, a role that maybe wasn't talked about as much for Cody Whitehair because we talk about him just being such a consistent player, someone that – if he has to move the left guard, if he has to move around, he's willing to do that. Just do what's best for a team, take pay cuts, right? But more of this leadership role, and that's exactly what Juan Castillo wants to see from him, I think that only does good things for this Bears offensive line. Just making that group a tight-knit one because obviously they need it. They need some work, and that's why Juan Castillo is there. And I'm glad that he's asking Cody Whitehair to do a little bit more. Not that he wasn't doing enough. But to take on another task, just being more of a leader, I like that about it. I think it just shows what he sees in Cody Whitehair and what and what he honestly expects from him. Last thing, though, there were some snapping issues. This always comes up around this time in training camp where we see these snapping issues. But credit to Cody Whitehair, the adjustments he's made to you know playing center, having not played in really in college too much. But there were some snapping issues, and Trubisky in his press conference on Tuesday mentioned that it was kind of due to centers being switched in, switched in and out of um, just the rotation. But again, there were things that he expects to be cleaned up. So hopefully we don't get any more, any more storylines about snapping issues or anything like that, because that would be the, you know, just a thing. Another added um, wrinkle that the bears don't want to have to think about on offense. They have to get like everything else, right? If you have to add snapping, that definitely wouldn't be good. So that's really, I think, for me, the big takeaways from day two. And I'm sure it's it's been two days, obviously, since day two has happened. And Will and I, unfortunately, couldn't get on a podcast to kind of recap that. But I just wanted to get a quick Spark Notes version of what had happened. And hopefully you're caught up there. And again, you can find a lot of this information online from all the news outlets. They definitely do a good job of do a very good in-depth job of just recapping what exactly is happening in Bears training camp. So before we move on to what happened today, the press conferences, day three of padded practice, we have some shout outs to give. I know it's just me, but I got all the shout outs listed right here in front of me. Again, thank you guys so much from you know just being able to this quick turnaround get these shout outs and these donations will and i every time i get one i share with him and again it makes his day especially when he heard that he was might not be coaching but now he is it definitely puts a a smile on our face so again thank you everybody but here are the shout outs for this week we have sergio landa from las vegas nevada sergio thank you so much for your donation will and i greatly appreciate it I know I've said this multiple times probably on this podcast from other people from who are from Las Vegas, but I've still yet to go when I was 21, so I missed out on a lot. I went on a family trip, and it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Got to see my uncle who lives out there, but it's just not the same. Oh, man, Tony Romo was there. He was gambling. Uh, I just heard people like, Tony Romo's just you know dishing out money, dishing out money. I'm like, oh, I want to go see. Not old enough, so. 
unfortunate, but yeah, definitely want to go back to Las Vegas at some point now that I'm 25, so it's it's been some time. Our next shout-out goes to Jerry Mayberry from Omaha, Nebraska. Jerry, I believe this is the second time, second one, second donation in a row. Thank you so much, man. It, it's I, Again, I really appreciate it. Will really appreciates a donation. And again, thank you so much for, for your generosity, really. It, it shows that, one, you like what we do. And I know, um, and I didn't even address this the first time, and I apologize, Jerry, but the message that you sent with us, on that Venmo donation. Um, again, we're here for you, and I'm glad that this podcast can bring some joy to you and all the Bears fans. But again, Jerry, thank you so much. Our third shout-out goes to Matthew Kent from Bromham in the UK. I hope I didn't butcher that. I am terrible. I've never been to Europe. But Matthew, we were actually going back and forth on um, on Twitter just to see how you can actually get the donation to us, and I'll make sure to address that at the end. But Matthew... Thanks for reaching out to clarify what was going on with, uh, you know, sending the donation. But I'm glad you're able to make it work, and I'm glad that you'll be able to hear this shout out next time you listen to the podcast. So Matthew, thank you so much, my man. And last but not least, and you guys have heard this name multiple times, and you better be contacting him. That's for sure. We have a message from our friend Mason West, who is a physical therapist at Team Rehabilitation in Barrington, Illinois. Mason wanted me to tell you a little bit about his location, so listen up. Team Rehabilitation in Barrington, Illinois is a physical therapy office that emphasizes hands-on therapy while maximizing performance by increasing strength and muscle activation. Whether your goal is to play pickup basketball in the park or compete for a starting job on your college team, Team Rehab can help you reach your goals. They see everything, post-surgical, nagging pain, injury prevention, performance enhancement, and all ages, such as a lacrosse player, such as a gymnast. I mean, it doesn't matter what age, where you're at, what's your, what you're dealing with, team rehabilitation can help you out. So Mason West is a former collegiate wrestler and a lacrosse player who combines his passion for sport and rehab into one package. Contact Mason at 224-512-512. 7200 or find him on Instagram at dr.masonwest underscore sport spt to begin your journey to be the best athlete you can be look I mean I'm always sore constantly from working out I should definitely uh, I should stop by you know I mean honestly I tell you guys to stop by I should be the one stopping by always with these nagging pains all over the place but yeah definitely make sure you do that again the number 224-512-7200 Contact Mason. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. And, of course, if you want to get a shout-out on the next podcast, here's how you can make that happen, either through Venmo or PayPal. If you send us any kind of donation, doesn't matter what it is, we'll give you a shout-out on the next podcast. When you send us that donation, make sure to leave your name, where you're from, and Will and I, or just me in this case, will make sure to address that on the podcast. And here's how you can make that happen. On Venmo, just look up the username The Chicago Audible. You should see my name, Nicholas Moriano, and the Chicago Audible logo. Or on PayPal, you can make the donation to www.chicagoaudible.com slash PayPal. And again, for PayPal, one more time, www.chicagoaudible.com slash PayPal. All right, you guys. 
So now we're up into day three of pads, which happened today. And before we go over what was said in the interviews by Matt Nagy, some of the defensive players, offensive offensive players, uh, there was a transaction that happened. The Bears added wide receiver Rodney Adams, a 2017 fifth-round draft pick by the Vikings. He actually retired in April of 2018 with the Colts and then was reinstated in January. Obviously worked out with the Bears. They liked what they saw, and now he's on he's on the team. So Rodney Adams, wide receiver, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's wearing number six, which, you know, I personally have, I don't know. I don't like seeing that. I, I'm, I like Jay Cutler. I think number six should be, you know, just there. Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm kidding here a little bit, a little sarcasm here, but I think he is wearing number six. We'll see. Obviously, how tra- uh, training camp goes, if he's going to keep that and all, you know. We'll see what happens, basically. But Rodney Adams, maybe a name to keep an eye on, maybe not, but we'll see. All right, let's get to these press conferences. We had, like I said, a couple of people that spoke today. and We'll start with what Matt Nagy said. Just some of the key takeaways, quick synopsis. Um, he was asked about, just one of the reporters asked about the quarterback's past experiences. And how that kind of factors into this whole quarterback competition. Nagy basically said he'll keep you know keep those past experiences in mind, but it's in the past though. So Foles, who obviously won a Super Bowl back in 2017, you know uh, MVP of the Super Bowl, that's three years ago. It's more so what's happening right now on his practice field. Right now, from what is kind of being reported, sounds like Mitch has the slight upper hand here so even though Nick Foles obviously has those accolades has reached the mountaintop was the Super Bowl MVP it's more so what's happening now and Matt Nagy made a you know appointed to that in his press conference and like I said Matt or Mitch Trubisky according to some reporters has had the leg up on Nick Foles I, I wouldn't say it's much especially what happened at the end of today's practice with Mitch, and we'll definitely talk about that, but those past experiences, they help you, obviously, they should help you to perform better on the practice field, football field on Sundays, but it's more so what is happening currently with this Bears training camp, how are they performing, that's what I think is far more valuable than what has happened in the past with Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky in 2018-2019. And of course, uh, Matt Nagy was asked about Jimmy Graham and, you know, nothing but kind, high praise for a guy that I was just talking about earlier, right? He said he came, Matt Nagy said Jimmy Graham came came in in great shape. He said that about a lot of players, granted, but from how Jimmy Graham has been performing in training camp, I believe him. He's uh, out there winning his one-on-one matchups, you know, obviously catching touchdowns, spiking the football, being loud and, you know, just being heard. Sounds like he is coming in great shape, which is great to hear. High energy guy, Matt Nagy said, and he's actually using his past experiences just being with a bunch of winning organizations, still looking, you know, obviously wanting to to win a Super Bowl here with Chicago, but just using those past experiences to kind of help out Cole Komet, help out his quarterback, just help out this team in any way that he can. Matt Nagy also talked about Robert Quinn today or was asked about him and I believe the reporter was Jason Leisure from the Chicago Sun-Times just asking, well, is Robert Quinn actually dealing with an injury? And he, he isn't. There is no actual injury that Robert Quinn is dealing with, 
But Matt Nagy said he just wanted to bring him along slowly. Um, just more of this ramp up. He's like, is it a ramp up or is it a slow down? Matt Nagy was saying in his press conference. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. It's uh, with no injury. It's kind of, again, these, these veterans are going to get days off throughout the week. That's something that's very common. We see Akeem Hicks getting it all the time. When Kyle Long was with the team, you saw that being a very, you know, just common thing. But keep an eye on Robert Quinn. Let's see. Let's keep monitoring what this was because it was a personal issue one day, right? And then I think the next day it was an injury, but now it's it's not an injury. I, I believe I have that, uh, have re, you know, just recollecting my thought. That's how it was kind of presented to us. But it's not an injury. He's just taking it slowly. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on because we know how important Robert Quinn, the Bears' big-ticket free agent acquisition, is to this defense, what it means to Cleo Mack, what it means to this Bears' defense. So definitely something to keep an eye on. And then he was asked about Trubisky. And this is where we're going to start talking about what happened, what I alluded to kind of earlier in the podcast about what happened at the end of practice. Matt Nagy said, yeah, he made some good good decisions with his throws. There were a few that were late and obviously not something that you want to hear, but I guess late and being completed is late and not being incomplete, right? But regardless, he was late with a couple of his throws and he also said the same thing with Foles. So it's not just a Mitchell Trubisky problem. It's a quarterback problem. But here is the big takeaway, I think, from today. Everyone's probably heard about it by now. Goal line situation. Trubisky is, he runs out of bounds when he should have thrown the ball away. Instead of being a, what would have been, first and goal. It would have been a second and goal from the one. It becomes a second and goal, I think, from the three from how far he ran back. Matt Nagy, he he didn't avoid, you know, being really critical of this because he said that was a crucial mistake. Trubisky has to throw that ball away. But here's what Nagy said, and here's where, you know, I'll, I guess I'll debate with myself here. I'm trying to see if I can look at the chat and, you know, kind of talk here. But Nagy said he won't do that again. It's a teachable moment. He will fix that problem. Okay. Though that yeah, you want to hear that, and obviously he has to fix that problem. But we've seen things like this in actual games, where Trubisky just kind of forgets about where he's at, what's going on, what's the situation, and when it comes time to play the game, like actually be in an in-game situation, sometimes it's like deer in the headlights, right? And that's where Trubisky gets in trouble. And look, he can't get hit on this drill. He can't. But he loses just his, his spatial awareness on the field and takes a negative play. It's a sack. It goes down as a sack, and he loses yards, and it kind of alters what you you would like to run in your playbook. Even though it's only two yards, Trubisky needs to know that. This is practice. You can't get hit. Just throw the ball away. And I think that really put – it dampered what was being reported as – Mitch just having a really good practice. It really did. So that one mistake, and it's going to be interesting how these coaches kind of evaluate Mitchell Trubisky. This quarterback competition, like seven on sevens and team drills, goal line situations are going to be evaluated differently. You should be able to complete passes in seven on seven. There's there's no question about it. When it gets down to the red zone, 
when you're at the one, you run out of bounds, you're costing your team yards. It's just a boneheaded mistake. And I'm sure that Matt Nagy, John Filippo, Bill Lazor, Dave Ragone are like, okay, it's only practice, and yet you're running out of bounds. That's interesting. They'll keep note of that for sure, but look, it was Trubisky's 20, it's Trubisky's 26th birthday today, and apparently he had everything going right for him for the entire practice, then that play happens. And that's the narrative, because we've seen those mistakes occur time and time again, whether it's a footwork issue, uh, not going to the right read or in the progression, or just running out of bounds when you shouldn't have, so... That um, definitely put, you know, if you're a Trubisky supporter, whatever. um, And, of course, you're entitled to whatever you want. But it it does, you know, put a damper on things. And the last thing, this was uh, mentioned briefly by Nagy, but the Bears also put out a video later. Akeem Hicks and Jermaine Effetti were fielding putts. So it is always so much fun to watch those big, giant human beings trying to catch a football that is so so high up in the air because it usually doesn't end up very well and you just see how they're trying to track it in the air it never usually works but Keem Hicks did end up winning the competition you just see the entire team offense defense they are all super excited just there was also I think some kind of wager on whoever wins some somebody wins something or someone has to do something so it was nice to see that you know, Akeem Hicks, Jermaine Fetty, guys that are going at each other. The entirety of, of a training camp practice, we're able to have that fun together. Because that, even though Akeem Hicks won, you can see in the video, Jermaine Fetty's right there patting him on the back, patting his helmet, and just celebrating with the entire team. you got to have that fun element. I know it's crammed training camp. There's a lot going on. You need to get a lot done by September 13th when you face the Detroit Lions. But this football. Got to have fun when you can, and seeing big, giant linemen trying to catch a punt is a good way to have some fun, for sure. All right, we'll go to the second interview, a second press conference that happened today, and that was from Bears tight end Jimmy Graham, and he was asked immediately about Cole Komet, and there was just, Jimmy Graham just had a lot to say about, you know, the rookie tight end, lots of love to give to him, too, I mean, he mentioned that he has Cole Komet has great football intelligence. He knows his assignments. And he said he's every bit of 260 pounds. He said that he also, in a way, reminds him a little bit of himself. But really, the sky's the limit, like what Jimmy Graham is essentially saying. And he's he's got it all down right now. And like I mentioned earlier, Cole Komet sees this guy as like a role model, someone to look up to how you can be successful as a tight end in this league. But that tandem... I I wasn't expecting... Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Expecting it to be, I guess, that tight. I don't know why. I just wasn't. I, I guess I just didn't have the highest expectations of Jimmy Graham. And it is only a couple of padded practices. But I would definitely say my view of Jimmy Graham has changed a little bit. We have to see what happens during the course of the season. 
Um, we know he could stay healthy, but the production wasn't there in Green Bay. But it's it's a good um, alternate to have from what my initial impressions for me, and I know a lot of people had on Jimmy Graham, but really likes Cole Komet. I think that'll be a good tandem moving forward. And then he was asked, like, what's the biggest like difference between the Bears and the Packers? And he said, he mentioned, other than like the hate that they have for each other, um, he just really focused on saying that this Bears organization from top to bottom, Ryan Pace to the equipment manager, everybody in this organization is so focused on winning a Super Bowl. That's that's a talk that is going around. That's just what the the atmosphere is like in the locker room. Fully committed. It's all about winning a Super Bowl. And Look, you probably go to the 31 other NFL locker rooms, NFL teams, and that's the goal, right? Unless maybe you're like Detroit Lions or something. There's my one uh, Detroit Lions joke. No, but um, I think, yeah, all the right things being said, nothing too crazy. I wouldn't, you know, you don't make an article about, oh, Jimmy Graham wants to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, everybody does. So that's what he said about, I guess, the differences. And not that the Packers didn't want to win. That's just kind of what Jimmy Graham said when he was asked that question. And then he said, and then he was asked about some of his past experiences and how they've kind of helped him to cope with this unique and strange NFL season, really, world that we're living in. And he kind of credited, like, the lockout. And also some of the times that he was out due to injury where he was a little bit isolated and had to do stuff by himself. And that's kind of helped him to come, remember, Matt Nagy said, coming into sh- into camp in great shape. But that's kind of helped him to cope with this this weird training camp to just do the things that he's doing right now and on the fo- on the practice field, which is exactly what Bears fans want to hear. And he also mentioned, which I thought was, um, you know, this this is newsworthy. I think a little bit. One of the big reasons that Jimmy Graham chose the Bears and you know whatever other teams were reaching out to him, the Keem Hicks was a big reason. Just how he kind of the energy that he plays with, knowing what kind of guy he is, he was one of the the reasons why Jimmy Graham's like yes. I want to be a part of this organization. Uh, I like what Akeem Mix is about, like how he goes about his business. I want to be a part of that. And he also mentioned Ted Ginn just being a veteran, knowing that he's going to help out his wide receivers in the wide receiver room. And Jimmy Graham was kind of saying, well, I'm going to do the same thing for the tight end room, bringing these veteran you know, leaders, bringing them onto this Bears football team, and hopefully having them share their knowledge, their wisdom, like what we've already heard reports of Ted Ginn doing that for the wide receivers. But that was another reason Jimmy Graham said, I want to be a part of this Bears locker room. And then just kind of the last thing, and this is like, um, you know, for older players, I'm sure it's pretty common, but he says he has that chip on his shoulder, has a lot to prove this season. And like I mentioned earlier about the Super Bowl, he says he wants, Jimmy Graham said he wants to retire here. As a Chicago Bear, we all know he signed that two-year deal. And as he's kind of saying this, he's kind of looking off camera, right? And he said he just wants to do that, and he's looking off camera by wanting to win that final game. Obviously referring to the Super Bowl again. So all great things. We want to hear from Jimmy Graham. And like I said, my initial impressions of him have changed a little bit to a more positive one. I think I'm maybe expecting a little bit more. Let's see if he can keep it up in practices and... According to reports today, yeah, he's he's still doing a good job of winning those one-on-ones, being a weapon for the quarterback. So 
yeah, if they can do that, the Bears can get some production on the tight ends. That'd be a lot better than what was done last year, that's for sure. All right, our third interview, or press conference, sorry, I kept, keep saying interview, uh, comes from the rookie, Cole Komet, and, you know, um, what he's kind of learned and what he was asked about from reporters is like, what has Graham taught you uh, just, you know, throughout this process, getting to know him, just how to be a professional, how to prepare, you know, like he has over the years. Just, again, be that, that professional day in, day out, how to train your body, what to look for, things like that. And I think, like I said, this is a great tandem to have a rookie tight end and a veteran like Jimmy Graham to you know, two guys that are going to be asked to produce in this offense. So that's what he had to say about that. And then he was asked, what was your, your kind of welcome to the NFL moment? What was that? And Cole Komet, I think this is, you know, this was actually another um, moment for, I think it was Noah Fant from the, the Denver, Denver Broncos, uh, Iowa tight end, former Iowa tight end. Like that welcome moment was having to go up one-on-one and block Khalil Mack. So, I think Khalil Mack just does that to people. It's like eye-opening. Here we go. Let's see how this goes. But, yeah, he was just smiling while he was saying that. And he also said just the first day in pads. Obviously, homegrown kid, Arlington Heights, not too far away, and gets to put on the pads, gets to put on that helmet, wear the, represent the Chicago Bears, and go up against Khalil Mack, who's going to be a future you know, Hall of Famer. But that was his welcome to the NFL moment which I thought was pretty cool and then he was asked about like how he was able to get so prepared for training camp because we hear all these reports and you know to some credit seeing how Cole Komet is performing in training camp he has been you know pretty well prepared for training camp um he credits his his brother for just helping him out and you know when there was a bunch of downtime he didn't go anywhere so he had him just kind of run plays just kept him ready for whatever was going to be thrown thrown his way and so far so good the rookie number 43 overall pick is looking pretty good has been getting those first team reps so second team reps just being swapped in and out working with both quarterbacks and that's exactly what you, and I know I keep saying this is exactly what you want to hear we'll see what happens game time but it it sounds like Cole Komet is becoming adjusted and we know how difficult or how long it takes for for some tight ends to just get acclimated to the NFL game, just having to run routes like a wide receiver and understand the nuances of it, but also understand blocking assignments. It's not easy for anybody, but it sounds like Cole Komet is handling it pretty well. And then just kind of the last thing here, my final little takeaway. Um, look, in college, there's obviously restrictions. Notre Dame, wherever you go, like celebrating is not something that you can do. Well, seeing how Jimmy Graham was celebrating after catching multiple touchdowns and just being that loud, vibrant guy that he is, he's looking to have fun out there. And like I mentioned earlier about the competition between Akeem Hicks, Jermaine Fetty, they're looking to have fun. And, you know, Cole Komet said, like, yeah, this also, you know, doing when he celebrates also carries over to those one-on-one drills or whatever that it just, I think it's just going to bring out the best in everybody. Seeing, okay, Cole Komet's out there celebrating. Let's see what happens in this one-on-one drill now. Now he has to block me or whatever. I have to cover him. I think it just kind of ups it up for ups it up. You know, just kind of elevates the level of competition for everybody. And uh, I think that's good for the Bears team. Competition, I think, is the the theme, right? The theme in this whole entire training camp because there's competition literally everywhere. But 
And that's what he said about Jimmy Graham celebrating how it kind of rubs off on him. And yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to have fun, right? We also heard from Bears, the number 50th overall pick, rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson. And he was asked, like, when did you know that you can possibly be a contributor for Utah's defense and, you know, possibly be an NFL guy? And Jalen Johnson, being the confident guy that he is, I've, you know, talked to his his defensive coordinator at Utah, cornerbacks coach at Utah. You know, he just knew right away. He knew, he said he looked up the depth chart, knew what he was getting into, and he says there's nothing, nothing changes, too. Now that he's a rookie on the Bears, he's going to prove to these bear this bears coaching staff they knows his assignments and can play with good technique and everything i've heard and talked to his coaches at utah about completely confident in this guy you know that it is a little alarming right that he's been a little bit limited in training camp but now that it's right now kevin tolliver and then also uh jalen johnson he kind of has to be that guy to step up so it's going to be interesting how that plays out um, he was also asked about the speed of the game, and that's something for any rookie, any position, the speed of the game, how you're getting adjusted. He said he feels good about it. Speed hasn't been too shocking, He's and he said it's been easy to adjust to. I think that comes from the confidence that he plays with, knowing his ability, knowing just what he's being asked to do, and what this defense is kind of looking to get from him. Yeah, he said he's adjusting fine, and even though he's a little bit limited with himself physically and just everything going on with COVID-19, he's adjusting pretty well, which is great to hear. And he was asked about the shoulder, which this is what's limiting him in practice. How does he feel? So he feels good with the shoulder. Says it's it's hard to stay patient, though, seeing that everybody else is kind of going that full speed, is able to be in those team drills, everything like that. Don't know if Jalen Johnson's participating in that. But he said his shoulder feels good, and I think not similar, but kind of not with the Robert Quinn just trying to take it easy. The Bears are trying to take it easy with Jalen Johnson. You don't want to rush anything right now. Being a 50th overall pick, you want to take your time. This is the guy that you you foresee as being the corner of the future, not just trying to get out there week one against Detroit Lions. We would love to see that, though. I, I think he's a great football player, just has all the intangibles, but you got to make sure he's right and ready for the longevity, not just week one against Detroit Lions. And then he also said that he's been reaching out, which is, I think, a smart thing to do for Jalen Johnson, especially since he's a rookie, reaching out to Kyle Fuller. And I, if you guys have seen Eddie Jackson's, um, this was NFL Game Pass film session, he credits Eddie Jack or he credits Kyle Fuller as being someone that has really helped him watch film. Jalen Johnson is also reaching out to Kyle Fuller just through Zoom meetings and obviously probably now that they can physically see each other, how to play certain things. What is Kyle Fuller seeing and now how can Jalen Johnson kind of adjust and see the same things or put himself in position like Kyle Fuller would? And he's also reached out to Eddie Jackson. So things you should expect, but Things that, as a rookie, he's got the right mindset. He obviously wants to be that starter. Who doesn't with this competition? You you want to be that guy, but he's reaching out to the right people. He's reaching out to Kyle Fuller, who's been an All-Pro. He's reaching out to Eddie Jackson, who's been an All-Pro. And you need to have that chemistry between corner and safety, just knowing exactly the depth you got to get at certain routes or how you're going to play something given a formation. He's reaching out to the right people. 
And again, that's exactly what you want to hear. And we also heard from the other cornerback that's competing in that that sole right cornerback position, Kevin Tolliver. And he said that his experience just being in the NFL, having having some playing experience last year and over the years now, uh, has really just helped him to learn his assignments on the defense, has helped him slow the game down a little bit, and he thinks that gives him an advantage. And, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Knowing where you have to be, what the defense is asking of you, and seeing and knowing that you're seeing things a little bit slower, how's that not going to give you advantage? I completely agree with Kevin Tolliver. Um, and then he was asked, like, what was something that you've worked on over throughout the offseason? And the thing that he wanted to do, and given his size, I believe, what, 6'1", 6'2", he wanted to work on being a little bit more physical. So when he's jamming wide receiver at the line of scrimmage, they can feel his presence. And I think that's going to be key for someone like a Kevin Tolliver because that's that's what Prince of Mukamara's game was. He was right up at the line of scrimmage jamming receivers. That's that's the exact opposite of Kyle Fuller's usually seven, eight yards back. But if Kevin Tolliver wants to play a similar style, gotta keep repping that. Gotta keep practicing how to be you know, shoot your hands to get a receiver off just the timing a little bit off, so then when that quarterback throws that ball, again, that timing that was just handled a little bit differently at the line of scrimmage will ruin everything for the timing, the route, the catch. Hopefully, be an incomplete pass. And he was asked, "Were you motivated when you saw Jalen Johnson was drafted?" And he said, "Absolutely, yeah. He was definitely motivated, uh, but he's not afraid of competition." I think that was the main quote that was kind of going around from Kevin Tolliver. Uh, actually, there's one more, and we'll get to it right now. Um, Kevin Tolliver, when some someone brought up Jimmy Graham, and we've been bringing up Jimmy Graham a lot in this uh, this podcast here, but he's like he said. He looks like the Terminator. He walks like him, sounds like him, and he just called him a beast. But I found that hilarious. Uh, I think Patrick Finley, uh, my old professor at DePaul, you know, so current re- uh, reporter for the Sun Times, asked him about Jimmy Graham. But he's like, yeah, he just he looks like the Terminator out there, and the way he's performing, catching these touchdowns, and just being automatic, kind of like the Terminator. So that was really the big takeaways from. You know, these press conferences, Kevin Tolliver, Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, and Matt Nagy. If you want, of course, you can go on the Bears' YouTube page, kind of see what they said for themselves. But I thought those were the kind of the big takeaways from, from you know, the press conferences today. Now, before we get to what Adam Hogue and Adam John said on their latest Hogan Johns podcast and kind of what they each wrote about in their articles, I want to tell you about Audible which is not affiliated with the Chicago Audible, but definitely wanted to let you know a little bit about their great, great service here. Everyone, of course, during this pandemic has a little bit of downtime. So I decided, let me look at a few audiobooks. So when I go to the gym, the grocery store, before I go pick up my girlfriend, I can listen to some of the great titles they have. And I know I talked about this one before, but I loved it so much that I just wanted to share it one more time. I downloaded an Audible original, How to Defeat a Demon King in 10 Easy Steps. It's definitely a unique title, grabs your attention. Reading kind of the the summary of what this audiobook was about, the story reminded me a lot of The Legend of Zelda. And look, I, I love playing video games. So when I heard that there were temples, bosses, magical weapons, and 
heroes embarking on a dangerous journey, I was like, sign me up. Let's do this. So I downloaded How to Defeat a Demon King in 10 Easy Steps. And look, I absolutely loved it. Just getting to hear the characters go through this story and how they're able to develop throughout the story on this quest and just seeing the different aspects of everything that an audiobook, you know, gives you than just a regular novel. I really enjoyed that. And the, the biggest thing is that I can listen to this while I'm commuting to places where, you know, if you're, you're reading a book and driving, shame on you. You definitely shouldn't be doing that. But Audible allows you to have that opportunity and to get, you know, I finished this, this down or this audiobook, kid you not in a week. And it was great because I was just so, um, I was just so gravitated by it. But I think that since I enjoyed it so much, you guys will definitely do. You guys will enjoy it too. But it's it's not just audiobooks; it's podcasts, wellness programs, a list comedies, and exclusive Audible originals like How to Defeat a Demon King in Ten Easy Steps. And you won't find that anywhere else. It's on Audible, associated with Amazon. And here's how you can get, you know, a a trial here. You could try it out for yourself, a 30-day free trial that includes a free audiobook. And if you're already a Prime member, and honestly, who isn't it nowadays, you get a bonus free audiobook. So what you can do, head to chicagoaudible.com slash Amazon. It'll bring you up to the link. All you got to do is sign up, free 30-day trial. Like I said, you get one free audiobook. If you're a Prime member, you get another one free and like i said it's a service that i really really enjoy and i know you guys will too there's so much downtime nowadays i'm obviously will and i are going to be a little bit more busy now football season's coming but i'll make time to listen to a good audiobook and i think you guys should too and what i said in the previous podcast once you download it once you have signed up for your 30-day free trial send us a screenshot we'll give you a shout on the next podcast it's simple as that and you could do that. Send the screenshot through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my email, and Moriano at ChicagoAudible.com. We'll get you a shout out. But definitely look and try Audible, ChicagoAudible.com slash Amazon. All right. We're wrapping up this podcast, and we're just going to quickly go over because I think you guys should listen to the Hogan Johns podcast and also read their great work that Adam, Adam Hogue has at NBC Sports Chicago. And then Adam Johns at The Athletic. But, of course, they they talked about the quarterback competition. And we'll start with the Hogan Johns podcast. Within the first five minutes of the podcast, Adam Hogue said that Mitch Trubisky looked great today. And even later, he said this may have been his best training camp practice ever. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, Only one incompletion in seven-on-seven drills for Mitch and he just looked great throughout the practice. But like we mentioned, like what I talked about earlier, it was that one play where he runs out of bounds at the goal line. And Johns, Adam Johns actually said, this is kind of alarming. And a lot of things that I was saying with, like, because we've seen this before, we've seen Mitch make those same mistakes. So seeing that Mitch is doing this in a practice where he can't get hit, you can never get, you can't ever hit the quarterback. He said that was alarming. But here's also the other thing that I want to make sure when you guys hopefully go and listen to it, that it's for Nick Foles, he hasn't done anything to really separate himself from his competition. Even though Mitch had this terrible, terrible play at the end of practice, Adam Hogue still said Mitchell Trubisky 
won the day. Still was a better quarterback. And that's because Nick Foles didn't have the same success in seven on sevens. Uh, Adam Johns was saying there were a couple of PBUs on Foles' passes. So we hear that he has these these bad throws on Tuesday. The DBs are getting their hands on the football today. He's not doing anything to separate himself. And that's what I find is interesting with this quarterback competition. And what a lot of people are saying is maybe not a competition at all. I'm like, well, look, Nick Foles isn't, he's not like a Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's not a clear cut guy. That's why the Jaguars said Gardner Minshew's our guy, not Nick Foles. So, people, like, I think this quarterback competition is neck and neck. And even though Mitch had this terrible play, boneheaded play just a play that ruins you know ruins his birthday ruins the whole entire practice Nick Foles hasn't done anything to really warrant that he is the guy and it's still early on in the training camp practices but just saying that now and Johns also said Adam Johns from the athletic a lot of Nick Foles's passes were high percentage short throws so it's interesting that even with that being what was being asked of Nick Foles, he didn't do that to the best of his ability. Maybe he's just a gamer. When it comes Sunday, when he's out actually playing real competition, he just knows how to elevate his game. But in practice, he's just not going to show out. And maybe that's to be expected too. We know physically Mitchell Trubisky is better. Physically, he has a stronger arm, things of that nature. But you would like to see a veteran like Nick Foles own a practice really win it it didn't have the adam adam hogue said nick Foles won day one mitch has won day two and day three and nick Foles barely won that first day little little in, i think it's interesting and definitely worth keeping an eye we're all going to keep an eye on this quarterback competition let's be completely honest but i thought that was interesting and just to go to adam johns's article real quick i want you guys to read this subscribe to the athletic giving you a quick Quick summary, nothing that's going to give away too much. He mentioned that Akeem Hicks, who we talked about a little bit earlier today, still dominant, still doing his thing, one-on-ones, still being the Akeem Hicks of old, and so is Bilal Nichols getting in the backfield. He also said that the defense was really, really good in goal line drills today and that Roy Robertson Harris was a guy that was showing up. So, again, some defensive takeaways. I think everyone's so infatuated with the offense. Hey, got to give some love to the defense, but make sure to go check that out, that out on The Athletic. Make sure to go listen to the latest Hogan Johns podcast. I'm done talking. I've been talking, well, 52 minutes. It's probably 51 minutes, way too long. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. I see the, um, some of the comments over here. I wasn't really able to check them out like I said I was going to be able to, but Hope you guys enjoyed this. Wanted to do this to make sure we didn't get too far away from that day two of practice because a lot of stuff happened. And obviously today, get you caught up. And Will and I will be back. Don't know when. He's got a he's got a game to prepare for, just like the Bears do in less than three weeks against the Detroit Lions. But make sure you're checking out our Twitter page if you want to follow me. All I'm tweeting about is the Bears and you know occasionally the White Sox. So. Uh, I've been getting a little bit more into to baseball, which I didn't think I would. But 
You can follow me at Nicholas Moriano on Twitter, obviously at the Chicago Audible on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. And again, thank you guys for everyone that's donated. Hopefully we can get some more shout-outs here soon. Check out Audible. Do it. I want to see a screenshot here soon. Uh, and I, I think you guys will really enjoy it. But I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to end it right here. We'll be back soon. And until then, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.